Now, you know, here, you know, some of you probably are thinking the devil, really? Why the devil? Or, you know, we don't need to talk about the devil. We need to talk about Jesus. Well, you're right. But we also need to talk about the devil, too. And the truth is, we don't talk about the devil enough. And it's not to give him credit, because we ain't giving him no kind of credit, okay? I need to get that across real quick. We're not trying to give him any credit. We're just trying to remind him where he belongs and what and where he's going to stay. Amen. And and that he has no authority over your life or your family or your career or anything like that. So today is not giving the devil credit for what he's done. Today is reminding the devil for where he belongs. Come on, can I, you ought to, you ought to be shouting amen for that already. He don't he don't belong a part of your life. He don't belong in the middle of your marriage. He don't belong in your bank accounts or anything else. He belongs under your feet. And if you understand that, and if you understand that you have the authority of God and the authority of heaven, that the devil belongs under your feet, and he's going to stay there, and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Listen, you will be more successful. You will be more blessed. You will be more encouraged. You'll be more filled with joy, peace, and love, and everything else that you need in your life. And when you understand, and you come just to the, to the knowledge that, you know what? He don't have to be near me. He don't have to attack me. I don't need that. Because he don't it don't belong on me. It don't belong around me. Because no weapon, somebody say no weapon formed against you shall prosper. See, we don't do enough talking about the devil, so therefore he's doing his best work right now. Hello, the shooting in Florida. Did you know there was a church shooting this morning? Four people dead right now. Could be more. By the end of the service that have lost their lives from this from some wacko. It's the devil. And until we admit that, we're gonna keep having problems. I'm sorry, the problem is not gun control, the problem is it's the spirit of the enemy. I don't care if you don't like me for that or not. We don't have a gun control problem. We have people that are messed up because they carry spirits in them that have never been casted out because we don't have the authority enough to cast that thing out because the devil don't belong. What if we had young men like Nicholas, whatever his name is. What if we had young men like him that walked into a church say, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just need help. We prayed for him and prevented some sort of something from happening. Come on, you know that's what the church is designed for. That's what we're here for. And instead, we got a bunch of believers that are walking not in the authority of God and not under the power of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, we have issues and the devil is winning. But not after today. Because I'm looking at a room full of people that today are going to receive a whole other level of authority that you never received before. Praise God. You're going to be walking at a whole nother dimension and a whole nother level that you've never experienced before because you have the authority of Christ flowing through you. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. The reality is that the devil is real. We know that. He's real. He's active. He, 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 he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We read that in the word. That is what his, that is what his plan and his motive is. Steal, kill, and destroy your life. We know that. The, the Word of God says that he's the prince of darkness. He's the prince of darkness. And so 
Uh, he, he's, he's, we know where he's at. We know what he does. He's all about darkness. He's all about trying to control and manipulate your life and lie to you and deceive you. The Bible also says he's the father of lies. So he's the ultimate liar. He is the father of lies. He is the best liar there ever was. Amen? But not after today. Praise God. And see, he hates you because you're made in the image of God. And he knows that you are made in the image of God, so therefore he's going to do anything he can to steal, kill, and destroy you because he hates everything about you. Let me tell you a little bit of background about the devil, just in case you don't know. I'm pretty sure everybody knows uh, his, his, uh, his background check. Let me give you his background report real quick. His name was Lucifer. He, was, he served in heaven. He was one of the main uh, archangels. Okay, served alongside of, of the angel Gabriel and Michael. He was, he was one of the top dogs. He was the worship leader. He was the one that led all of the angels in worship, singing holy, holy, holy. He was the one that got a lot of attention a lot of the time. He was somebody that, that, that really did deserve some sort of credit because he was, he was a, a leader, if you will, in the heavenlies. Okay, And, and he was looked up to. What happened was... He, he thought he wasn't looked up to enough. And he, he saw that, that God was getting all the attention or getting more attention to him. And so he, he wanted to do something about it, right? Well, that didn't work. So we know the story. God kicked him out of heaven, sent him down to hell in the place where he rules and reigns. When that happened, a third of all the angels fell with him. This is all in the Bible. This is all word. I'm not making up any of this. This is all in the word of God. A third of the angels fell with him. I, I can tell you why that's, that's the case, because those third probably were on his side and believed in him and thought that he was doing the right thing. So God didn't just send the troublemaker out. He sent all the little foxes that spoiled the vine with them. So a third of the angels fell with, with, the, with the devil, with Lucifer, and now he, uh, he uh, uh, is in control of all of the darkness and all in the pit of hell, and uh, that's where he, he serves. Now, uh, he is not this um, little red, uh, spiky uh, horns coming out of his head with a curly tail little dude. That's not what Lucifer is. That's not what the devil is. He was an angel. Therefore, at one time, he was beautiful. And he looked really good. He was, he was, he was glorified in his appearance, okay? So he's not, he's, he's not just this little uh, itty-bitty tiny little red guy with a, with a pitchfork in his hand, okay? We, we like to see cartoons and we think that's what the devil is. That's not what the devil is, okay? The devil is real and the devil is, he's, he's, he's messed up, okay? And he wants to mess you up. And that's his job, and that's what, he's, that's what he wants to do. See, he, he, he likes to steal, kill, and destroy, but really his strategy is to deceive, accuse, and attack. That's what the devil's strategy is, to deceive, accuse, and attack. And you need to be writing down everything I say because you need to know when, then he's de- when something is deceiving you, you need to recognize that it's the enemy. You need to know when, some, when something is coming against you, when there's accusation against you, that it's the enemy. 
okay? You need to know that when you are receiving an attack, it's the enemy. It's not because your friend doesn't like you anymore. It's your enemy. It's not because your boss doesn't, uh, doesn't support you and doesn't like you there. No, it's the enemy. Do you understand this morning? It's not that your family members can't stand you and don't want to be around you. It's the enemy. Come on. His, his strategy is to deceive, to accuse, and to attack. So he deceives your mind with lies. He deceives your mind with lies. He accuses your heart with accusations. So he comes against your mind, comes against your heart. And then he attacks your will with pride. Anything that he can do to creep in and do it, he will. That's who he is. That's what he likes doing. He is full of anger, resentment, and bitterness. And he takes it out on the people of God. But we have the authority to cut off every single assignment and every single agenda and every single strategy that he has. Somebody say amen. We have the authority. So today my, my goal is to make sure that, that each one of you know and, and not just know but are equipped and armed for battle. Okay? Because this is a battle. This is real. Uh, and and, and uh, we need to be equipped. So Ephesians chapter 6, let's go there first, verse, uh, verse 12. We're going to read just two uh, quick scriptures this morning. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says this. It says, For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. Now, notice it says, our battle is not against flesh and blood. In other words, our battle is not against each other. Our battle is not against uh, Russia. Our battle is not against uh, your family members. Our battle is not against those things. Our battle is against the, the, the rulers, authorities, and powers of darkness. And every spiritual force of evil. That is what we are battling every single day. That is what the scripture says. You are not battling your best friend because you're arguing and you said something and now you're fighting. You're not battling that. You're battling a spirit of darkness. Does everybody understand? Now, not everything is a spirit of darkness, okay? Well, you, you know, but you know what I mean. When, you're have, when you have a situation, you have an attack, you're, you're, it's, the, it's the power of darkness that's trying to come against you, okay? You understand that. Turn with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, we're going to read uh, verse 44. John chapter 8, verse 44. It says, you are of your father the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has not stood in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature. Because he is a liar and the father of all liars. Let's pray real quick. The title of my message before we go any further is When the Devil Knocks. When the Devil Knocks. You can put that on the screen for me. When the Devil Knocks. When the Devil Knocks. Now, everybody in this room, one time or another, and maybe even right now in your life, the devil's knocking. He's trying to come in. He's trying to pull his agenda and his plan on you. Amen? But we ain't going to let him. 
Amen. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, today, God, for who you are. We thank you, Jesus, Lord, that you're the King of kings and Lord of lords, and you reign supreme. There is no demonic force of evil that can come against us because we are a child of you, Father. We are a child of the Most High God. We have the authority of Christ within us, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. And with that, Father God, Lord, there is nothing that the enemy can do that can take us out. He may try to still kill and destroy, but it's not going to happen. He may try to uh, deceive and accuse and attack, but it's not going to happen today, Father. Father God, we raise up, Father God, within us this new level of spiritual authority today, God, that we can tread on every single attack of the enemy, that we can run over the serpent's head today, Father God, full of strength, full of uh, just courage, Father God, full of boldness, Father, like we've never had before. We thank you, God, that when the enemy attacks from this day forward, nothing shall prosper against your people, God. So, Father, today we receive the full authority of heaven that belongs to us, and we thank you God Lord for who you are in Jesus name everybody said amen now I can't help to think when I talk when we talk about the devil I can't help to think about the the garden I can't help to think about the very beginning of time when when the serpent okay the, the devil was represented as a serpent when the serpent came in and and deceived Eve and she ate of the fruit that she wasn't supposed to eat of and then uh, sin entered to the world, and then all, all hell broke loose. And we know the whole story about the garden. I'm not going to go over that story today. Um, but I, I, I was thinking about, okay, I'm thinking about the enemy, and it just made me think so much about the garden. Because that's where it all began. That's where his first plot was successful, was then. And just think about how long ago that was. His first plot was successful over 2,000 years ago. And unfortunately, many of his plots are still successful today. We have, we have not come to the full authority to put a stop on him. We have had thousands of years to stop him, but yet we have not. There have been people that have gone before us and passed on behind us that, that had did not have the power to stop him. But I believe that right now, in this generation and in this time frame, we have, the, we have enough authority and we have enough power to stop him in his tracks. Come on, do you believe that? Say amen. I believe we have the, enough authority and enough power to stop him from coming against God's people. Have you ever noticed that in the story that the devil never attacked Eve? The serpent never attacked him, or her, excuse me, never attacked her, never came against her. Never tried to harm her, never twisted her words, never did anything like that. The serpent never did that. But instead, he actually attacked God's word. He did not attack Eve, he attacked God's word. God said, the word came out of his mouth, do not eat of that fruit. So what did the serpent do? He came in, went, crawled up to Eve, and said, did he really say you couldn't eat of that? Or is it really true that you can't eat of that fruit? So what he did is he came in, being the deceiver that he is, and didn't deceive Eve. He deceived the word that was in Eve. That's what he comes to do. He doesn't come to deceive you. He comes to deceive what's in you. And if he can come in and twist what you know and what you understand and twist 
the way, the way you are and the way you feel and what you carry within you. If he can twist that, then he knows he can control you. He knows that he can crawl up in like a, like a hand going into a puppet. He knows if he can get on the inside, then he can control you. That's what he does. So when he came in the garden, he wasn't attacking Adam and Eve. He was attacking the words that God had spoken. And see, the devil deceived Eve enough to believe that God, what God had said wasn't really the case. Did, you, did he really say you couldn't do that? Are you sure? And then she thought, well, maybe, maybe he didn't. Or maybe he didn't really mean that. Or, or maybe he, oh, it must have been that one over there. And see, what happened is that her mind began to get twisted up in her. And she began to be, be more deceived than she was before. Because the more she began to think about it, the more the enemy kept creeping in and using those lies, the father of lies, to twist and taint what she knew was true. See, that's what he comes to do. He comes to twist and taint what he knows is true. He knows it because he was once there. He knows it because he once served under the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He knows what's true. So what he's going to do is he's going to come in and manipulate and control and twist what he knows is true. And if he can do that, then he has you. And if he has you, then he can use you. Ay, ay, ay. You see, the moment that Satan questioned God's word was the moment Eve questioned God's goodness. The moment that the enemy comes in and questions the word is the moment that you begin to question the goodness of God. Think about it. Think about times in your life. The moment when he came in to bring in lies and deceit and accusations and attacks, it was in those moments that you thought, well, well I don't, is God really good? Is God really going to heal me? Is God really going to help me in this? Is God really going to provide like he says he is? Is God going to do that? And then all of a sudden, our mind starts going. And we start believing the lies of the enemy. Because he's now deceived us because he's deceived the word that is within us. Amen? See, anytime you start to question the goodness of God, it becomes easier to disobey the will of God. Anytime you begin to question, anytime you begin to question the goodness of God, it becomes easier to disobey the will of God. It becomes easier and easier to disobey God the more and more you question who he is and what he can do and, and what, he, what he has and how he can and all that kind of stuff. When you begin to question him, that's the, the more and more you begin to disobey. And you know that every time you sin against God, it's because you are believing a lie of the enemy? Think about that. Every time you sin, it's because you believe the lie. It's quiet. It's good. See, that's what the enemy does. He comes and lies to you and makes you think, well, no, that's okay, you can do that. That's okay, you can think that. No, you could say that. Oh, there's nothing wrong with doing that right now. That's what he does. And do you see right now in this moment how it was so quiet in here? Because all of a sudden, something went off in us and we understood, wow. Wow. He is knocking. 
while he is at our doorstep. While he is there. So now if you realize that, are you going to do something about it? If you just got caught in that moment thinking, wow, that's me. Or wow, I understand that. Wow, I feel that. Then you have two choices to make. You can either let him continue and just open that door when he knocks again. Or you can keep that door shut and you can run the other way. Full of authority, full of grace, full of power, full of love, full of peace, full of everything that the Lord supplies to you. You can walk and run away from the enemy's attacks anytime that you want. Listen, he's always knocking. Again, I'm not giving him credit today. I'm reminding him of where he belongs. He's always knocking. He's always knocking. And the problem that we have is that we tend to answer. He knocks a little bit with a little bit of sin, or he knocks with a little bit of lies, or deceit, or temptation. And, and I wish I had a door here, because what I would do is, you know, anytime that you've had somebody knock on your door, ring the doorbell, you didn't expect somebody coming, what do you do? You look out the window a little bit, or you look through the, the peak, peak hole, or whatever, people, or you open the door and say, may I help you, without opening it all the way? Because you don't expect that to come. You don't expect that person to come into your home. Just imagine every time the devil's knocking. This is what we do. Can I help you? It's nobody. And then he throws a sail pitch at you. You open the door a little bit more. Before you know it, that knock turned into an open door. And all of a sudden, you went from, yeah, I don't know if I should open it all the way to, come on in. Have a seat. Welcome, this is my house. Now what is it that you needed to tell me? What is it that you were trying to sell to me? What was it that you were talking about at the front door again? What was that? Let's talk about it. And before you know it, the knock turned into a trap. And instead of him knocking, now he's trapping. He's trapped you. And unfortunately, most of the time, you can't get out of it. Have you ever had a salesman come to your door, knock on your door and start talking to you about whatever it may be and trying to sell you on this and that. And just because you were just too nice of a guy, you let him in. Because he wouldn't leave. And what he had a good approach. He had a good talk. He was really good at what he was doing. He was a good salesman. He was really good. And the product seemed like it was, you know, enjoyable. I don't know. It could have been the Girl Scout girls coming, knocking on the door, giving you Girl Scout cookies. Now, come on. Somebody say amen to them Girl Scout cookies. Woo. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that. We've had them. We've had dudes come up to the house saying, we got steaks in the truck and chicken and all this stuff. Well, first of all, I ain't going to be buying no steaks out of the back of a pickup truck, number one. But well, number two, go ahead and talk about it. But anyways, so 
Have you ever had a salesman come in and they talked you into it just enough where you just so happened to let them in? Or you opened the door enough where you were just standing there talking to them? And do you realize the more that you opened, the more they kept pushing? The more that you kept agreeing, the more they kept Oh, how you doing? Great. What's your name? Awesome. Well, this is what I'm here to do today. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that sounds good. Next thing you know, you're not just shaking their hands. You're sitting with them. And you're talking with them. And you're enjoying what they have to say. And you're looking at the product. And everything sounds great. And it sounds appeasing and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you don't got your wallet, do you? All of a sudden, before you know it, you're grabbing your wallet out, and you're getting some cash. And then, and then all of a sudden, he's got, he's got, well, this is my wallet. How'd y'all get that? Oh, my goodness. This is really my wallet. That's weird. All right. I rebuke that. No, I'm just kidding. Before you know it, you say, you know what? That, that's great. Here you go. And all of a sudden now... I've purchased something that at the very beginning I really wasn't too interested in. But because I opened the door a little bit more, and because I opened it all the way, and because I let them in, all of a sudden now I had something that I really didn't need to begin with. Have you ever had a salesman sell you something and you really don't need it? You really didn't need it? And now it just sits in your cabinet. And it's still in the box. It still has, literally, it still has the tape over the little opening thing. Because you never were going to use it anyways. I mean, come on. But he sold you to it. He sold you into it. And he made you believe that what he had, you needed. And so what you did is you paid a price for what he had. Even though you knew that you knew that you knew you would never need it. But yet you still bought it. How many of us are opening the door because he's knocking and saying, you know what, that sounds pretty good. You know what, I believe that. You know what, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying, come on in. How many of us are allowing the enemy to come in to our life every single time he knocks? Because we're deceived. Because he's lying because he's tempting, because he's accusing, because he's attacking. And he is so good at what he does that we just let him in. So what are we going to do from this point forward when the devil starts knocking? What are we going to do when he starts knocking and we look out and see who it is? Again, we have two choices to make. We can either open wide or we can slam that mug right in his face. We got two choices to make. And I pray that after today, I look at a room full of people that know that you don't have any kind of time to waste opening any door for any devil that's knocking. That you don't have any time to waste to just say, well, let me see what he's got to offer or how much is that or whatever it may be. I pray that after today, I'm looking at a room full of people that understand I don't have time to open this door. I need to keep that thing shut. Knock all you want, but I ain't answering. Knock all you want. I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. Knock all you want. But guess what? I ain't opening no kind of door for you.
As a matter of fact, you know what's about to get put on my door? Do not solicit. A no soliciting sign is going over my door today. Listen, that's the way you ought to be. You ought to today, you ought to be putting a no soliciting sign on your door. Not your physical door at your house, but I'm talking about on the door to your spirit. You ought to be putting a no soliciting sign on the door to your spirit and saying, you know what? He can try to come against me, but as soon as he sees that thing, he's going to have to turn around and go the other way because he don't belong on this property. And I'm preaching better than what you're talking back to me. All right. Everybody say two things. There's two tactics this morning that I want to give you. Two tactics of stopping the the devil's strategy on your life. Two tactics of stopping the devil's strategy on your life. Not three, but two. For those that thought three was coming today. Got you with the side hook. Two. Two tactics of stopping the devil's strategy on your life. Now who wants to stop the devil's strategy? Raise your hand. Okay, so some of you do. Wow. Okay, those that do, you come to this side of the room, and everybody that doesn't, well, I don't even want you to go on that side. There's the exit doors right there. Who wants to stop the devil's strategy? Raise your hand. Thank you. That's so much better. Come on, give it up for yourselves. All right. Maybe you didn't understand it at first. I'll give you that. We, don't, we want to put a stop. Amen. So the first one is this, number one. These are basic things out of the Word of God. Number one, use your sword. Mm. Use your sword. Use your sword. It's one of the most powerful tools you can use, but yet we don't use it enough. It's the strongest thing we can use, but yet we don't use it enough. We feel like we're going to scare away. We feel like, oh, it's not the right time or whatever it may be. Really? You're not going to use the one thing that he gave you that is better than any other weapon, that is better than any other made-up thing that can come against you? You need to use your sword. Turn to somebody and say, use your sword. I can't even begin to tell you how many times, and I can't stand it honestly, I, I, can't, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard phrases like, uh, well my family is under attack right now, or my job is just under such an attack right now, or brother will you please pray for me because, you know, my finances, they're just, man, the devil's just attacking my finances, or whatever it may be. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard something along those lines. The devil is doing do 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 do. The devil is doing do 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 do. The devil is doing do 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 do. The devil is. The devil is. The devil is. Hey, he's doing this. Oh, he's attacking me again. Oh, he's attacking my family. Well, if it ain't one thing, it's another. <laughs> he attacked cousin. Now he's attacking me. My God. We need help in this family. We need some more Jesus. We say all this stuff, and we, we throw out there all the stuff that the devil is doing. 
instead of what the devil's not supposed to do. So instead of saying, well, the devil is blank, whatever it may be that he is doing, we say, no, the word says, I am more than a conqueror. No, 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 devil. No, no, no. The word says, the word says, the word says, I am the head and not the tail. The word says, I'm above and not beneath. Come against your finances. The devil's really attacking my finances. Really? What does the word say? The word says you're blessed. The word says you have favor on your life. The word says you have everything you can ever need, and it's found in the Father. This is what the word of God says. Don't be telling me your finances are under attack when you got a weapon that you can use to put a stop on the assignment of the enemy. But what happens is we get home and Man, that might happen too when you get home. There it is, sitting on the coffee table all week. No wonder you're getting attacked. Oh, here's another one. We leave church. We go out to our car. Open the door. Throw it in the back seat and drive off. And don't get it out. And we can barely find it the next week because it went underneath the other seat. No wonder we're being attacked. No wonder everything that the enemy does is successful. And every plot that he comes against us with is good and it works. It's because we don't use the very thing that he gave us to fight. The very thing that he, that the Lord gave us said, anything you ever need is found right here in this book. Anything you ever need is found right here. When you're, when you're having this problem, go to the book. When you're dealing with that situation, go to the book. When you're in need of a healing, go to the book. When you're down and depressed, go to the book. Everything that we need is found in the book because the Word of God is the very life of the Father. We need to start breathing life into dead situations. We need to start breathing life into the attack of the enemy. The attack of the enemy is darkness. Man, this is light. Light and darkness can't be in the same room together. So we need to start attacking the darkness with the very light that he has given us. Man, I'm telling you, I'm preaching this morning. I feel the power of God in this place because I'm, I'm trying to encourage you. I'm trying to equip you today to understand that what you have is a little bit more valuable than what you give it credit for. Some of you lost your Bibles and thought, well, okay, whatever. I'll just go buy a cheap one. We don't value enough the very thing that can defeat every single attack. We don't value enough the very thing that can literally cut off and slay the heads of giants in our lives. We don't value it enough. And I'm sorry, I'm tired of watching believers get beat up by the deceiver. Can I ask you in love, where's your sword? Can I ask you in love, where's your sword? 
Can I ask you in love, when's the last time you used your sword? I'm not talking about when you had your nice prayer time with the Lord. I'm talking about when you started feeling some way or the enemy started to attack, when was the last time you used your sword? Wow, some of you might say a couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years. Well, he's going to keep knocking then. He's going to keep knocking. We have the armor for a reason. We have the helmet, the breastplate, the shield, the belt, the boots. We have all that for a reason. But listen, your, your, your only offensive weapon is, is, is the word. Your, your offensive weapon is the word. And it's true. So turn to somebody and say, the word works when you work the word. Now turn to the other person and say, the word works when you work the word. See, this is exactly why the devil came at Eve. Not because she was vulnerable. It's because she had the word in her. Jason, Segura. The Bible says, everybody say the Bible says. That the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. This is a real sword. It's got some weight to it. And it's sharp on both sides. And you better believe if I come against you with this, this thing, you're getting cut. Because that's what it's designed for. That's what it will do. So the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. In other words, any time the enemy comes against me, it's not going to prosper. Any time, any angle, it ain't going to work. No matter what his agenda is, no matter what his plan is, the word of God is sharper and stronger than any double-edged sword. It doesn't matter what the, what the enemy used to try to attack you. This thing looks sharp. This thing looks like it can take you out. This thing looks like it can kill you. But when you have the word of God as your tool, as your source, as the number one weapon to fight against, it doesn't matter how sharp, how strong, and how mighty this thing may look. It has no power and no authority when it comes to the word of God. Somebody say amen. Thank you. Come on, give it up for Jason. Nothing. I leave that in my office just in case anybody tries to pull some move on me. Anyways, I got the moves. Thank you. See, the problem is, somebody said the problem is, we have a bunch of believers going after the devil with a water pistol instead of going after the devil with a sword. And we think that if I just it's going to take him out. It ain't going to take him out. 
It ain't going to take nothing out. You can try all you want with any little tactic, any little thing. Listen, I'm sorry. You might think it's going to work, but that's just a laughing matter to the enemy. The only thing that works is the word of God. The only plan that is still true, the original blueprints of success is the word of God. This is the only thing that will ever, ever, ever work. So come on, somebody give it up for the word. Amen. So turn to somebody one more time and say the word works when you work the word. Turn to your other neighbor. Say the word works when you work the word. Number two. Number two. Number one was use your sword. Number two is is exciting too. Fight. Hold on, hold on. You ready? Fight fire with fire. Fight fire with fire. Use your sword and fight fire with fire. Now in the physical, that don't make no sense. If something is burning, you're not going to put more fire on it to help it go away. This doesn't work that way. But do you know that what you speak and what comes out of your mouth is fire? Oh, I guess you don't. Yikes. You know that what can come out of your mouth is the very fire of God. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit within you. And the word will work if we work the word. But sometimes we might not be in a situation in a moment when we can actually utilize that thing or or maybe we we've done all we can do and we've quoted as many scriptures as we can quote and and we we've said all that we can say when it pertains to the word of God and sometimes then all of a sudden the responsibility then falls on us and it falls on what we carry it falls on what we have within and see when you're saved and you're filled with the Holy Ghost there's a fire in your belly. And one of the ways that you can fight the enemy is with fire. You hear pastors, people say about preachers or whatever, man, they're just spitting fire today. Well, I hope they are. I hope they ain't spitting water out. I hope they're spitting fire. Right? You fight fire with fire when it comes to the enemy. The very thing that God has given within you, you use that. In other words, when he comes against something that you have already been set free of before in the past, you remind him that you've been set free of that. When he starts attacking you in a way that he attacked you 20 years ago, and you were successful in getting out of that, and he starts attacking you in that way now, you have something in you that helped you through that, right? You have, some, you have some experience. You have some fire within you. You have some guts within you that helped you endure that. So you got to use that same thing sometimes to come against the next attack. You have a fire that is within you that, that is unquenchable, un, uncontainable. It is something that is, is much uh, more, has more heat, has more intensity and anything else in a, than a physical fire. The fire of God is real. And sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. Because sometimes when you have fire happening in your life, the only thing you can do is spit fire on that situation. 
You spit the very testimony that you have. You spit the word upon it. You spit things upon it that, that God has walked you through and led you through. You got to start spitting fire. I ain't talking about becoming a dragon and literally saying, like, oh, no fire. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying you have a testimony, you have a history. You have things within you that God has helped you through. There have been things that you have been delivered from, set free from. There are things that you have walked through that you are on the other side of now. You've got fire in you. And you ought to be using it. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a believer win a fight with, by staying silent. I don't think I've ever seen a believer win a fight by staying silent. You win a fight by opening your mouth. And declaring as though it's not. Oh, come on, we can go on scriptures. We can start saying whatever we want here. You open your mouth. You release what you got within you. Well, I don't know. I've only been a Christian for a little bit. Really? You're a lot better than what you were a few months ago. You're a lot more full of freedom and peace and love and joy than you were the first time I saw you. You got fire in you. Come on. That's what I'm trying to say. You got fire in you. You got to use that fire. Psalms 119, 111 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin. See, anything that is in your heart will come out of your mouth. Right? Anything that's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. So you need to start using your mouth as a weapon against the devil. Instead of staying silent and backing up, you need to start opening your mouth and attacking back. Brian, where's the you need to start attacking with your words. You need to start coming against with the power that you have within you. You need to start using the very thing. But all you got to do is just open your mouth. Open your mouth. When's the last time the enemy attacked and you said, No, in Jesus' name I come against this assignment. When was the last time? When was the last time you started to feel sick? And instead of, oh, I feel sick, you said, I rebuke this assignment of the enemy. I rebuke every symptom right now. It must bow its name to the name of Jesus. I am healed by his stripes. I am healed. There is nothing that is formed against me shall prosper because I am made whole. I am complete. I am healed in him. He bore all my sickness. He bore all my pain. When's the last time? See, if you would just use what he's given you, if you would just use what you know, Come on, you would be so much more successful when the attack comes. You would probably even know before he even knocks that he's there. See, I don't even want the devil to knock. I want him to come up to my property and be like, oh my God. I want him to be scared of me. I want him to run away from me. I want him to look at me and try and say, well, I can attack him that way. And say, oh, never mind. I can't attack him. No, 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 no. He's one of those. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, he's one of those. No, I, I can't. I can't do that. Man, I preach.
I want him to be scared of me. I don't ever want him to look at me and say, I think I have a chance. I think I have an opportunity here. I don't want that. I want him to look my direction and say, I guess I better find somebody else. Because he's got something in him that I can't, I, I don't have enough power to even try to come against. He's better than me. He's better than me. That's what I want the enemy to say about me. That's what I want the enemy to think about me. I want the enemy to turn his back every time he hears the name Austin O'Neill. Every time he hears the name Jordan Brown, he turns his back. Every time he hears the name Don Three, he turns his back. Every time he hears the name Margaret Caprillion, he turns his back. Maria Cantu, he turns his back. Darlene, he turns his back. That's the way it should be. Anytime the enemy hears your name, he ought to be running scared because of what you have within you. Come on, some of you need have a fire within you, and you haven't been fighting fire with fire. And today I want to encourage you enough that you start releasing the very thing that he has given within you. You have the authority. You need to start using your mouth. Start using the Holy Spirit that's in you. Can, can I tell you something this morning? The, the devil is about as harmless as a Halloween costume. He's about as harmless as the little kid that dresses up as him on Halloween. He's a nothing. He's a nobody. He, 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 don't have, he don't have anything of worth or value. But you do. He's a nobody. He don't belong near you. He don't belong near your family. He don't belong near your finances. He doesn't belong in between your marriage. He doesn't belong in any area of your life. He doesn't. You need to start fighting fire with fire. Some of you, the only fire you have is your testimony. Use it. Just start using it. The greatest message you can ever preach is your testimony. Just start using it. When the devil attacks, say, you know what, devil? I remember that day that I went down to that altar and I gave my heart to Jesus. I didn't know what I was doing, but I did it. And my life got so much better. And all of a sudden, blah, 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 blah. Man, just start telling the devil that. Start reminding him that he's lost. Start reminding him again that he's defeated. Start reminding him again that he's under your feet and he's going to stay there. Remind him. Remind him.